Welcome to the Big Beatles Sort Out bonus episode. The third bonus episode, no less. We like to do these every ten regular episodes or so, just to have a little breather from the charts and the scoring and the relentless genre disagreements and have a chat about, I don't know, the Beatles. So, we are joined as always by Paul. We, we are joined. We, we, the, the wider listenership and All oh, right. And Hello. Me. Hello, wider listenership. Yes. Um, good evening. Ha- good evening. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Good, good. It's a pretty bright uh, April Saturday afternoon slash evening. I uh, wouldn't know because I've got a thick curtain up for both sound and light um, absorption slash rep- repulsion. That's very professional of yeah. you, to the exclusion of the senses. Yeah. Um, so being a bonus episode, we just basically, we've got a couple of questions from people that we're going to dip into and uh, I'll do a bit of an update on the stats and we'll also have our usual on this Beatles day, just because we don't want to miss a day, do we? So no. this will but be... But co- Gary, before we do that, could yeah. I mention a couple of podcasts I'd like to give? Of course um, you can. What I believe is termed shout-outs in the industry. Uh, well, firstly, Beatles-related. Anyway, there's a relative... Well, it's, it's relatively new. Uh, three episodes as of the time we were recording this podcast called All About the Girl, mm. which is... Um, by two presenters, Chloe and Daisy, who are talking about the women in the Beatles' lives mm. and looking at uh, different ways of examining how they're portrayed or how uh, things that they've done, all that sort of stuff. Try to turn the focus onto the women in the Beatles' lives, which is a fantastic thing to do and a really important part of propping up what is a very male-heavy, dominated history mm. and telling of the story. So it's uh, been great so far. There's been three episodes so far. One was all about Yoko's album, Approximately Infinite Universe, Mm -hmm. which I'd never heard in all honesty, but rushed out and bought it while I was listening to that podcast because it it turned me on to that and it's been great. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's been an episode about Cynthia, how Cynthia's been portrayed in films about the Beatles, biopics. Yes. And one about how uh, Mimi and Julia are portrayed in the film Nowhere Boy. So I find this very interesting because my M.A., dissertation was all about music biopics yeah. so this is really uh, a lot of interest to me uh, so that's definitely worth checking out so you can look at, at about the girl pod on twitter yeah but otherwise just search for all about the girl on your podcast app and you'll find that brilliant and the other one i want to recommend is by our friends ben and christine mm-hmm. and it's called game for a quiz yes and it's all about game shows and quiz shows and from I've 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 caught that one, and I think any fans of the stats and scoring side of our podcast would probably enjoy that too. For they yes they they break it down into outlandish categories that they then score the um, they go head to head, don't they, with with two quizzes? Yeah. So basically, it has yeah they they choose a, a sort of general topic, and then Ben and Christine each choose one quiz or game show that they think represents that, and then they face them off against each other uh, with as you say a ludicrous scoring system which is always great in a podcast yes um i say great <laughs> um and it's a lot of fun really a lot of fun and it's it's a good nostalgia one it's a good uh, entertainment one it's yeah it's it's fab so dig out that you can look at act game for a quiz on twitter or again search for game for a quiz on your podcast app so these are two relatively new podcasts that i love very much so listen to them. Great stuff. Thanks for those recommendations. I definitely want to listen to the All About the Girl podcast. I have it stored up to listen to. I have quite a lot stored up to listen to. 
Um, so yeah, but it's it's definitely going on the list. Um, I'd have no recommendations myself because I am too busy creating this one, but that's why I have a lot ready to go. And um, although I did listen to um, Game for Christmas, I do enjoy it very much, along with Ben's obviously Don't Let's Chart podcast. Oh yeah, Ben is, and Phil's Don't Let's Chart. Which yeah. you should also Dig go that out as well, everyone. Yeah. Great stuff. So let's have a Beatles day then, Paul, which will be, uh, when will this be? 26th of April. That sounds good enough to me. Well, if it's not, that's all I've got information for. <laughs> so uh, 26th of April, 1964, I've gone back to, which mm-hmm. is the, and the main thing that happens on that day is the enemy poll winners all-star concert. Okay. So this is a big show with obviously readers of the enemy vote on their favourite bands and artists and all sorts of things, and they put together and have a big show. So this one takes place in the Empire Pool Wembley, mm-hmm. which is now Wembley Arena. Um, not the football ground, The I don't think. Better not be. No, it's not. It's like it, SSE Arena, I think it's called now. Okay. I don't know. I've been to, I've been to the football Wembley for yeah. American football, but I don't really know anything about what things are. So anyway, that's not important. The Beatles are there, and it's uh, they perform five songs... And what's interesting about this is obviously they're getting an award, unbelievably. Can you imagine? Yeah. Uh, And um, they've not had a a live show, a proper live show for 15 weeks at this point. Oh. Because they've been filming A Hard Day's Night. Okay. So that's taken up the last couple of months of their time uh, following their return from their first trip over over to America. (laughs) Sorry. Just as you're saying that, I was thinking a couple of months, but it's all done in a day. But of course, that's the magic of film, isn't it? Yeah, that's how yeah. films work. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> it's, not, it's not just, it's not live. They didn't just follow them around for a day, because that's, that's that's what they made it out to be like. But anyway, go on. Yeah. So, yeah. They perform, She Loves You, You Can't Do That, Twist and Shout, Long Tall Sally, and Can't Buy Me Love. And I tell you what, it's you can watch it online, because it was filmed for American telly. Mm. And it's like they've not performed for 15 weeks, but it's all pent up inside them, because it's a really high energy performance. Yeah. And so it's really, really good. Um, they're all really on it, even though the situation they're performing in, as so often, is annoying because, like, the first thing that happens is John can't get his microphone to stay still. It's flapping around in front of his right. face. So he doesn't have to keep stop playing the guitar to move the microphone back. And it's not the right height, and he can't adjust it. Now, if that was happening to you today, and you were the biggest band in the world, <laughs> yeah. this well, it wouldn't happen to you no, today. It wouldn't, no. Someone would get fired if that was happening to you today. At the, at the worst, a little man would have to run across the stage yeah, and sort it out Yeah, a little man, all dressed in black, would run across yeah. and do it. Uh, and on the first song, McCartney's mic isn't on at all. And then they sort that out. Uh, then John messes up, you can't do that by missing a verse out and then having to go back to the microphone to, to do the middle eight bit. But the the energy and the performance is so up. Yeah. You know, for these five songs, it's really good. And George is playing everything on a 12 string. Cool. So everything sounds a bit different and jangly, like Long Tall Sally and Twist and Shout on a 12 string. Mm. But Ringo is giving it great guns there's one point where in long tall sally where john's just watching him like fascinated while he's going around the kit doing that mad drumming he does at the end of long tall sally oh it's brilliant so it's really Mm. worth a watch um they get introduced by murray the k who's come over from america and they get given their enemy enemy awards that night by roger moore roger moore you know and what's interesting, so Roger Moore's famous at this point for being the, the saint. saint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this is before Bond. But in 1964, I didn't realise this. This is a good fact that I found out today. He did play the character of James Bond okay. in a sketch show. Oh, how in weird. In 1964. 
Uh, okay, what, what was the sketch, though? Do you know? It was called Mainly Millicent. So uh, Millicent Martin used to do the songs on uh, That Was The Week That Was. Mm. She'd do all the satirical songs. And so she had a show called Mainly Millicent. And this was a sketch about what do spies do when they go on holiday. Right. Because no one ever believes they're on holiday. Ah. And it's a very silly sketch with him playing James Bond. Well, that's a, that's a very... That was a, a, an amazing pub quiz question, actually. Yeah. Um, when so did, when, when, yeah, when did Roger Moore first play James yeah. Bond? The answer is 1964. 1964 Nine show. years before he actually did. Wow. But yeah, so it was a big night. Lots of lots of bands performing. The Beatles, Joe Brown, Dave Clark Five, Freddie and the Dreamers, Jerry and the Pacemakers, Jet Harris, The Hollies, Frank Ifield, Big D Irwin, Kathy Kirby, Billy J. Kramer and the Dakotas, the Joe Loss Orchestra, Manfred Mann, Mersey Beats, Brian Poole and the Tremolos, Cliff Richard, Rolling Stone, Searchers, The Shadows and Swinging Blue Jeans. Whew. What a lineup! In front of ten thousand people in the Empire Pool and Arena. So yeah, sounds like a good show. Yeah, you'd have got your money's worth if you got tickets yeah. to that. Cool. Well, that was fantastic. And um, with the talk of the sketch show and stuff, it kind of leads us on into our big question for this bonus episode. So we were asked quite a while ago by our friend Tim Worthington, friend of the podcast at Out Hi, on Tim. Blue Six um, on Twitter, who has several of his own podcasts. Um, Paul, list them so I don't get them wrong. <laughs> well, Tim's main podcast is called Looks Unfamiliar, yes. on which I have appeared, which is basically about people bringing on things that they remember that no one else seems to. Yes, that's it. Yeah. And the other main one he's doing at the moment is called It's Good Except It Sucks, yeah. which is the Marvel TV and film movies, whatever, and it's going to be more spin-offs coming into that as well. Of course. Which is, again, awesome. Should soon be able to talk about the Falcon in the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched this week's one. Oh, and um, he hasn't done One Division yet, has he? No. Not well, not that I know of. I think so. Oh, anyway. Oh, good stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to make sure I didn't get any of the names wrong. Um, I do listen to both those podcasts. What what did Tim ask? Well, Tim said, um, in as so many words, is what would have we been watching on the day that Sergeant Pepper was released? So, had we been alive um at that point what would we have been watching on that day what kind of thing was you know being beamed out to the to the nation and what do we think of it we've got to decide first and foremost whether we believe that the official release of sergeant pepper is the first of june 1967 yes or the actual release which is may the 26th 1967 is what we're going to go for but i thought i'd just go i'd go quickly through both of them. All right, okay. Essentially. So uh, the May 26th is a Thursday, I believe. Uh, am I right? Hang on, let me just check this. Nope, that's a Friday. May 26th, was 1967 was a Friday. So okay. this is when Sergeant Pepper actually started turning up in shops. Okay. So I've got a, a broadcasting page from The Times, Friday, May 26th, 1967, in front of me, mm-hmm. which has the TV listings down one side of the page, domestic situations required in the middle... <laughs> Which opens with Butler Required. Yeah. So, you know, it's a different world. The Times, anyway. Butler, £750 per annum minimum, all uh, required for town flat of MP. Mm. Mm. Uh, and then public appointments down the other side. But let's look at the TV and radio programmes. So what we're going to remember here as well is we've basically got BBC One, the fairly new BBC Two, and then all the ITV regions are quite varied yeah you sent me a a copy of this and it was quite hard to decipher yeah so that it's nowadays our itv regions are mainly mapped out but having slightly different news yeah 
in those days, the franchises could could be quite different anyway. Mm. But I'll have a quick look down some of the stuff on here uh, for May 26. On BBC One, we, we open with schools and colleges programmes and then move into Watch With Mother and the Flowerpot mm. Men, which was something that was on when I was little, in yeah. fact. So this is what I find interesting, is how much of this stuff that we are going to come across here has lasted. Yeah. Uh, we have... Yeah, Welsh Topical Magazine, if we happen to be in Wales. Uh, what have we got? Well, we got uh, Jack and Nori. That was on when yeah. I was little as well. Do we know who was presenting? Was it it's still... I think it's... I think I did look this one up. I haven't checked again, but I think that might be Bernie Cribbins. Oh, good. So Good, good stuff then. That's always good. Yeah. What have we got? We've got Look at a Double Life, which I think is a programme about frogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Comedy Playhouse episode. So Comedy Playhouse was this series of one-off comedy plays that gave, basically acted a bit like pilots for a lot of the very famous sitcoms. Oh, yeah. So this so, one's called House House in a Tree. So would what sitcoms would have come out of that staple then? Uh, things like Steptoe and Son, oh, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Uh, what else did we get out of Comedy Playhouse? We had things like Till Death Do Us Part or Gas and Gators Up Pompeii. Okay, so they all started. And eventually things like Last of the Summer Wine. So the Comedy Playhouse strand lasted for quite a while. I like it when they the schedule they do that. Channel 4 had a has patches has had in the past patches yeah, of doing has, yeah. pilot series and it's a great way to to test the water, isn't it? And make that pilot worth filming. Yeah. And what else have we got? So I'm trying to look at what's really interesting here. Uh some weather. The sky at night, that's still on now. And would that be... Um, oh, I, always I get, assume that would be Patrick Moore in Patrick 1967. Moore. I, always, yeah. I was about to say Patrick Stewart, and I thought, that's a different star <laughs> thing. I, uh, so, yeah, Patrick Moore. I, it's all right. On one of my other podcasts, I mentioned Patrick Moore, and I called him an astrologer oh. rather than an astronomer, <laughs> which is uh, yeah. quite an insult. <laughs> We've got, on BBC Two, we have uh, An Evening with a Mahen- Men... There. I can't say it. An evening with the Menuins, Diana and Yehudi Menuin are at home for an informal evening of music and conversation. Who, who are they? So, Am I supposed to? Well, would I know Yehudi Menuin is very famous violinist. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then what have we got on the, off on the commercial channel? We could You could watch things like um, Disney Wonderland. I don't know what that is. Disney Wonderland? Hmm. I wonder if it's like much of the Disney coverage. A lot of the time it was just bits of Disney films. Yeah, there, there's something. Extracts. There's something on. Where was it? I saw it. It might have been. Well, there's, you, you end up with like the world of Disney and stuff like that. Yeah, you get this. This, 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 where is it? I think it's a Jiminy Cricket movie that's on Disney Plus. And it has very strange links in and out by Walt Disney himself with oh, right. weird puppetry going on. and all sorts of strange stuff. Um, but yeah, there's the, yeah, tons of kind of a Disney. Anyway, after you've, after you've had 25 minutes of Disney Wonderland or mm. whatever it is with adverts, you can watch Secret Squirrel, which I've never seen. Ice skating a little later on in the day. Uh, University Challenge. Okay. And what yeah. else have we got? Uh, Nothing changes pe- really, does it? <laughs> Nothing changes. Everything stays the same. Well, that's Rediffusion in London. If you're in the Midlands on ATV... You could be watching the Tinger and Tucker Club, which is two little puppet koalas, I believe. Okay. Flipper. That was being repeated when we were little. Yeah, yeah. We uh, all know about you know, Flipper. I mean, I mean like the Flowerpot Men. I mean, even though I'd seen it 
wouldn't have seen the original remakes carry on, don't they? There's, there's versions of it still going on now, I imagine. And Bernie yeah. Cribbins sometimes still turns up on CBBCs doing the bedtime stories. Indeed. Mm. Uh, if you 8.25 on ATV, you've got the Des O'Connor show. I mean, Des O'Connor mm. only died last November. Yeah. And, and he was, was sort of a constant through our lives. Yeah, he was, he was still presenting kind of primetime ITV, wasn't he, throughout the 90s? And Yeah. So that's just some extracts from May the 26th. June the 1st, the official day that uh, Pepper comes out. Mm-hmm. Let me have a look what we've got here on BBC One. Uh, Jack and Ori. We've got The Magic Roundabout. Yeah. That's a favourite. A Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah. Don't see as much of that anymore. Oh, there's a film coming out, isn't there, actually? Tom and Jerry. There is, yeah. Yeah. Live action. Hmm. We've got... Well, this is a Thursday now, June the 1st, so we've got Top of the Pops. Right. So I saw that one. So would they have been on Top of the Pops with this? Or would they have been... Would it be just... Would they have had a single out at the same time? Were, were they in the charts at the time? Uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I'm just... I did take a note of what was on Top of the Pops, and have I got it to hand? I'm taking it not. Yeah, yeah right, I think. Where is it? This boy's an idiot. Oh, no, here we go. Top of the Pops, right. So I'll tell you who was on this episode of Top of the Pops. It was presented by Pete Murray. And the playlist was The Hollies with Carrie Ann. Great song. Okay. Vince Hill doing Roses of Picardy. Mm-hmm. The Tremolos doing Silence is Golden. Mm-hmm. The Kinks doing Waterloo Sunset. Ah, good, good song. The new vaudeville. Yeah, oh, I've done it again, Gary. I've oh. gone out to speak. Try the it. new vaudeville band doing mm-hmm. Finchley Central. I don't know that one. It will probably be quite central. Oh, quite central. Quite silly. <laughs> and quite I'm, Finchley. I'm, I'm quite broken. That's the problem. Engelbert Humperdinck, the Beatles' nemesis. Yes. <laughs> with There Goes My Everything. Arthur Conley and the Gojos with Sweet Soul Music. P.P. Arnold with The First Cut is the Deepest. Great song. Mm-hmm. And The Small Faces with Here Comes the Nice. So... That was what was on that episode of Top of the Pops. So yeah, they were obviously weren't on it, um, no. because there's the, it's when it comes to the Beatles and Top of the Pops. Am I right in thinking there's not much surviving? Well, there's a lot of missing Top of the Pops episodes, as there is with a lot of TV from the yeah. 1960s. So sadly, the Beatles things are they're part of the gold dust of things that could be rediscovered. I think yeah. some snippets have come back of, of episodes here and there. Uh, so that's, yeah, it's, but they weren't on tons and tons of times compared to to others. Yeah. So, but yeah, it is, it's a shame because a, a lot of our cultural history is bound up in these sorts of programs. Yeah. So it is sad to see them, see them, you know, not missing see them. from the archives. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, what else have we got? Top of the Pops, then you can watch The Man from Uncle. Okay. We can watch the Frost Report on transport. So I looked this one up. So the Frost Report is very important because this is a uh, you know a comedy show, comedy satire. Yeah, which has got people like John Cleese and Ronnie Barker in it. Uh, and this one doesn't appear to exist in the archive visually, but I, uh, you can listen to it through YouTube as the off-air recording. Okay. So a bit like a lot of Doctor Who stuff, it exists. People taped just the audio because you didn't have right. domestic video recorders. So I listened to the Frost Report on transport, which has a very silly sketch about the pilots of a plane pretending to be bees <laughs> just to annoy the passengers. <laughs> it's very odd. 
so that was interesting. That's one of my picks for this. Uh, yeah. What, what I would settle down to watch, I think. Yeah, I'd have thought so. That would sound like the kind of thing that'd get me as well. Yeah, then BBC Two's got things like Hold Down a Chord. Oh, beginner's it's... Course in Folk Guitar. I, I saw that. Hold Down a Chord. Yep. Uh, it seemed like a lot, not very much to fill 20 minutes or something that it's, it's on for. <laughs> yeah, it is. Just, just someone just going, hold, no, just, just one chord. No, don't let it go now. No, no, keep on holding it. Yeah. No, no, keep on holding it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and relax. It's really obvious from a scan of those schedules that the um, educate, entertain, and whatever it is. In inform, yeah, inform yeah. But the educate well, so and inform much... bit is much more um, obvious. Like, yeah, there's, there's just... so much of it sort of seeded through here as yeah. well. Like uh, the last program on, on BBC One is uh, Vamos a Ver, let's look at Spanish. And then mm. after Hold Down a Chord on BBC Two, you have Parliamo Italiano, let's speak Italian. Mm. Uh, but then we have a program at five past eight called Jazz from a Swinging Area. Okay. A- area, <laughs> not era. No, it's Jazz from a Swinging Area. Swing- <laughs> I hate to think what area's been swinging. Yeah. <laughs> Like a personal area, <laughs> or is it simply a place? But I uh, so they don't. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, what else have we got? So also, there's a, a Debussy cello sonata on later mm. there. Uh, what have we got? We've got Junior Crisscross Quiz, which is a kids' version of a quiz, which is basically a general knowledge quiz based around tic tac toe or noughts and crosses. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sounds. Probably not very good, but who knows. Uh, we've got a film called In the Nick, starring Anthony Newley. In the uh, Nick. Uh, in the Nick. Is that to be... That's not In the... Okay, do you know anything about that film? No. No. All I can know about Anthony Newley is I love Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> I think it's, it's well, one of the t- best imaginings of a children's song ever. Well, yeah, there's a lot of brilliant Anthony Newley things. Yeah. It's, he's a quite a... I don't know if eclectic's the right word, but yeah, he's a very interesting character in the decisions he makes and the things he releases and mm. some of the weird stuff he's done. But I'm afraid I don't know anything about In the Nick. And what have we got? On ATV Midland, we have... Oh, Tinger and Tucker again. Oh. Stingray, that was on when Stingray. I was little. And Danger Man, uh, starring Patrick McGowan, which was the sort of adventure serial he did before the prisoner right which some people like to try and link it together but you know oh i see they try to retrospectively fit it yeah so yeah there's all sorts on there and you know yeah i'd definitely be settling down to top of the pops uh, and the frost report yeah i think the official day that it was released i'd 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 quite like the sound of danger man and i'd I'd oh danger man's good a bit of stingray and uh and um depending on what area that the jazz is swinging in i'd <laughs> drop in on drop in on that as well um yeah it's great it's also great that um you wouldn't have had any other choice <laughs> so <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have been able to just turn to your streaming service and pick anything but um, absolutely it meant the schedules meant a lot more didn't they so yeah yeah lovely well there we go Tim, that's um, a selection of what we could have been watching and a couple of uh, hints of what we would have been watching. Um, yeah, well, context is king, isn't it? You know, everything you, you 
you, you sort of talk about the Beatles all you like, but if you talk about them completely out of the context of the world that they're in, yeah. Know, so it's means. nice to do these sorts of things and look at what's going on in other media. True, but everyone brings their own context to the Beatles because obviously, you know, when they necessity nece- by necessity, oh, considering we're not doing well with speaking. <laughs> no, um, but it's a bonus episode, so I'm not cutting it out. Um, uh. Yeah, by necessity virtue of not being born when these things were released you know you have to link our own context to them but yes to understand their composition and and conception definitely i mean of course we wouldn't have been watching anything because we were in sitting there cross-legged in front of a hi-fi with big earphones on listening to the sergeant peppers which we'd have just bought yeah. that day over and over again depending cutting on out all age. the little cutting out all the little um cardboard yeah. cutout bits from the inside and, and reducing the value of it uh, immediately yeah i've got um i think i've got a copy with them still in it you know oh no they have been all been cut out i can't remember i'll have to check um good story so yeah so thanks for that we've got a few other questions which we're going to try and whiz through a bit i put a call out today just to kind of see if we can do some quick fireish type of ones oh, um okay. they will be for me but they might not be for you because they probably throw you into a quandary but we'll try. So I'll do my best. We'll start with at Will Neville eighteen ninety two, um, who has asked us questions before and is, keeps in touch on Twitter. He asks us what our favourite Beatles B side is, and that is not counting double A sides. And he quite rightly surmised that mine would probably be I am the Walrus, given its place in the charts, you know, in the in the rankings. Um, and so I think, he, from my point of view, he's he's got me there. Um, I'm not going to right. Yeah. So, but Paul, I said I'd I'd try and prod you for something kind of resembling a decision from you. Uh, well, actually, I did see that question, so I have been pondering it in my okay. brain, which is my pondering area. That's the best place to ponder. You don't yeah. want to ponder in your jazz area. That's no, that can lead to your some terrible area. discrepancies. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, so the obvious sort of choice and the one that comes up a lot is rain hmm. because. It's such a powerful classic in its in itself. Yeah, um, I quite like "She's a Woman." I think that's sort of underrated uh, by virtue of it being on a B side. Um, but the thing I've I've settled on, and it, we have covered it, is the inner light. Yeah, yeah. That's good so thing. this is on the flip side of Lady Madonna, mm. and the reason I've settled on it is it's because it's such a unique thing. You know, it's yeah. it's it's for certainly for a single anyway, because obviously we've had within you without you on on, on Sergeant Pepper, and that's one thing in and of itself. It's got a big sort of status on the album as the opener of side two. But the inner light as a a little song on its own, a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of, of pure George with just a tiny touch of John and Paul at the end. Mm. It sounds slightly different because it was recorded in a different place. Yeah, it's it's magical and mystical and transporting so yeah so i think my pick would be in a light simply because it's such a, a an exceptionally unique b-side oh yeah I mean, but i mean by that same principle that you know my name look up the numbers is yeah. another unique b-side but i think i'm gonna settle on in a light as my answer that's a very good choice it's almost a shame that i'm the warriors is in that selection because if you took that out of the selection i think i would be with you there because i was so taken with it um having not really heard it at all i think till we did this or or at least very rarely um well that's another thing it doesn't it it doesn't get the recognition as so many of the other ones do which have sort of 
perhaps got higher status somehow. I don't know. It's yeah. it's always a weird thing to try and figure that out. Okay, okay. so that's that one, Will. Um, next, we have one from Charlotte Taylor, um, uh, who very kindly provided me with a copy of All Things Must Pass, um, which, again, I'm going to say thank you for, because um, it's just such a nice thing. Uh, so, she asked, which Beatles song means the most to us, or to you? Um, so, I have, I don't know if this will be, the, I don't know if it'll be the same answer. I think we mentioned it in our, when we appeared on the weekly, weekly podcast. But for me, it's in my life, which probably isn't a surprise. I think it probably resonates with a lot of people. Because it's so universally um, relatable. Yeah, absolutely. And it would be my immediate go-to answer Mm. as well. And it has a sort of... It does have, as we said in, in the weekly, weekly podcast, which mm. people should still go and have a look at and listen to if they haven't, yeah. it, it also has a, a, a resonance for both of us together yeah, because of our moving from one place to another. Yeah, we, um, we were displaced, weren't we? <laughs> that's yeah, not, the, that's yeah. not the right way of putting it. <laughs> I don't know if that's... No, right we were moved. Much. Well, when you were a child yeah. and you haven't got any say in it, then it is about your feelings, yeah. doesn't it? So suddenly you you find yourself... And I was starting high school in the yeah. new place without any any friends to to sort of travel with into that situation. I found it quite yeah. odd. Yeah. Uh, it, it then, was, then there was some talk not long after that. I don't know how many, perhaps a couple of years, maybe. I don't know. Of possibly moving back to to Scarborough. Scarborough, yeah. And that felt very emotional because, it, but it's it's a song that represents sort of what we've left behind. But also, of course, as you go along, get older. It, what yeah, you just, adopt as well so it just continues to gather meaning that song and that's yeah. the that's the beauty of it um it the older you get the more it it means because the more you move on and lose things unfortunately but it's the kind of reality i mean even if the thing you lost is just the age you were the thing you mm-hmm. did the time that was um and it's i think i find it a real good song for a happy cry <laughs> which yes. is one of them cathartic a cathar- yeah cathartic is, is the right word yeah it's it's on my playlist i have of i'm gonna make myself miserable as sin but in a good way which is becoming a bit of a catchphrase um in a good way yeah uh, because it's just triggers it triggers the same thing that the um disney film inside out triggers which is oh. um me in floods of tears trying not to let anyone know and my shoulders going up and down like this like a, like a, oh, yeah. I just cry at anything. I've, I've yeah. flipping. I've, I've given up pretending that I'm not. I, I'm a, I'm a weepy character when it comes to, <laughs> to so much stuff. It doesn't take much I've, to trigger it. I've, I've, and this how, past year has been. Oh God, I've been yeah. barely more than a sack of tears. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it hasn't helped. But the have you seen Inside Out? No. If yeah, okay. Well, basically, take the that feeling from the um the the in my life song which we share, and um put it as the central premise of a film. Oh no, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's lovely. So would you would you you said that your immediate choice would be that? What would have, have, does that imply that you have a kind of a less obvious choice as well? No, not really. It's it's always the one that you know the thing that means something. Yeah, it's um, yeah. I'd, anything else? I'd, you know, part of the problem is Gary. Yeah, that I don't like to rank Beatles songs. I know you don't. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I have certain ones that have particular meaning, sort of like any time mm. at all. I find I've, there's, I have reasons for that being mm. 
meaning something to me. Uh, things like Get Back, I like because I like the song anyway, but also it's uh, one we used to do on stage in the Beatles yeah. covers band. And that was like where I used to get to play the keyboard solo and it felt like a a, a big thing for me to be on stage doing that sort of thing. Mm. So that that was good. So it has meaning for me there as well. So there's, yeah, there's all well, sorts of, course, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Other meanings quickly. Um, all My Loving is one of the things that I first learned proficiently on the bass and it always yeah. sticks with me. Oh, and yeah, while you're on that topic, sorry to interrupt, sorry. <laughs> The very first piece of music I played live in front of anyone other than family yeah. was Let It Be. Out of my complete piano player book one, Yeah. It was the last page of the book. I think it was by Kenneth Kenneth Baker, I think, wrote that series of books. You know, so you've got single finger. Oh, yeah, I've got them. I've got two of them. Those probably books. got the one I've got. Well, yeah, I've got uh, one, one of ours. And then I've got, um, yes, I've got the one of Let It Be. It's got your annotations on it. Oh, my, I annotated it. I, I did this when I was in oh, I maybe think 10 like, years old, maybe. Yours or piano teachers kind of saying. Yeah, like, it would be a piano teacher. Like, it wouldn't with have been fingers, me. finger kind of bridging. One, yeah, one, finger yeah. positions stuff. Yeah. Uh, playing that in primary or junior school on the piano in in the hall to people why i was doing that i have no idea no but it sounds familiar now you've said that i guess i was probably watching with mum and dad well quite possibly it must yeah it must have been like an end of year thing or something but that was the first so that's got a, a, a place in my heart for being something that's meant a lot to me because it was the first piece of music i performed live for other people properly mm. And be it in sort yeah. of single finger, right hand, left hand type way. So it just keeps on coming because that reminds me, obviously, we, we played Dear Prudence together, which um, as an instrumental, didn't we? Um, didn't you play the piano whilst some, one, one of our friends played clarinet and I played bass? That was oh, yeah. a concert. I think that might have been one of the first times I played bass live and I had to do it for something. I sang Blackbird, which I've talked about before at my school leavers do, which was a school leavers kind of ceremony. That was obviously it got a big memory attached to it i think just one more honorable mention would be a day in the life and that would be not because of any meaning but um that's probably one of the songs that exists that made me and makes me continue to write my own songs on the hope that i could achieve a hundredth of the effect that has Mm. as a piece of music so it's like it's it fascinates me as someone who well, can I give a, a final honourable mention as well? Of course you can. So you and I used to just play Beatles songs together. Yeah. Like just in our study, just get the guitars out or guitar and piano or whatever. And I remember one night we were doing that and I think we were playing... In fact, we were playing... Oh, no, let me get this right. Mm. You Like Me Too Much, was it? I don't know. I don't know. No, it was it's tell me, tell, tell me What You See, I think it okay. was. Okay. Yeah, it was tell me what you see. A dad came in and wanted to play. Right. So our dad plays guitar, folk folk sort of guitar. He's yeah. a, a strummer, let's say. Yeah. Our, our dad. And he wanted to come in and join in. And it was, a, I think it was probably like a Friday evening or something. And he may have had a, a relaxing glass of wine or two. <laughs> I just remember I playing remember and getting this. to the point where it goes, it does the piano break. Uh, and a dad just trying to play it on the guitar just out of nowhere. Right. It's like, he's, he's, he's just nothing happened. He just, he suddenly he was just went going on the guitar. <laughs> I was like, dad, what are you doing? He's like, he said, I thought I could just have a try. It's just like, you never play any guitar like that. 
<laughs> at all. It's just suddenly decided he was. It was just, just the gonna... right side of um, a glass of wine to make him feel like possibly, just possibly, <laughs> if I just move my fingers, and have something, a, and the have right a... thing might happen. <laughs> yeah, well, it's sometimes great things start that way, don't they? Yeah, indeed. You know, so I've always remembered that was very oh, strange. I don't remember because he didn't one. normally come in and join in with us. So no, it was, yeah. it was an odd moment. Yeah. Well, often it was us performing. To them, um, yeah, yeah. we went through our... Uh, well, I don't know if I should go on to it. Hey, I'll, no, I'll no, let's move on. Come on okay, we'll quick, move on. Quick we'll fire on. question. In right, that was, so, oh, one last one then. Um, for this this is from at Real Matt Black, um, who asks us, um, what's the best piano song? He's got two questions, actually, so it's a bit sneaky. So I'm going to be quick with mine. I'm going to say Lady Madonna. Uh, and I'll say... Um, uh, uh, Martha, my dear. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Um, and then what? This one I'm going to need your help with to so give me a few choices. Best instrumental performance by a non-Beatle. Oh, it's got to be Billy Preston on "Get Back," surely. Uh yeah. I mean, it's sort of unassailable that I on, think. on the kind of highlights of ones just to, to just to double check. Obviously, we've got Clapton on "While My Guitar Gently Weeps." Yeah. Uh, we've got who else have we got? I've actually got all the all the various. Um, Studio musicians on on all of the various orchestral things. Um, I mean, I, I, the the thing. Sorry, just, just to say, you know, what we mentioned in the last episode, within you, without you, with that kind of the um, Asian music circle. In, um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously that sort of thing is sort of almost above and beyond the point of the question, really, isn't mm. it? Because it's that's not guest musicianship. No, that's, yeah, so we that's need the entire musicianship, but it's phenomenal. Specific ones, yeah. Any more yeah. specific kind of ones then? Uh, well, Nicky Hopkins, perhaps doing his, uh, his piano stuff on Revolution. What about like what? What about um, Mr. Bongo's on um, Hard Day's Night? Oh yeah, what's his face? The, the uh, studio engineer who just came out of nowhere and played Mad Bongos for Mad Bongos. Yeah. So there's some honourable mentions, but um, yeah, I think Billy Preston. Um, is a good one. I mean, actually, and on, and on, I would say, over Get Back, I would say on um, oh, What I Want News, she's so heavy. Yeah. It, the way that organ comes in just gives me chills. You know. Yeah, it is brilliant. It is when brilliant. he's doing his big rundown, when it goes into the big... The, you I know, think you, it, it's it's got to be Billy Preston by virtue of the fact that he gets the Beatles and Billy Preston as a credit. Yeah. Yeah, you there know, we go. There we go, then. Billy Preston. So, hope that's answered all your questions. You thought so, you said there was another one. Oh, uh, no, that was it. Oh, right. Best piano song and best instrumental performance by a non Oh, yeah, sorry. I was, oh, I was getting excited. Yeah, you see you want more now. <laughs> but, um, we I, don't I, get any questions for weeks and now we've had loads. Yeah, I did a quick shout out thinking, well, you know, uh, I'll just do a double check that there's none come in whilst we've been talking. Oh, heck. Because um, you never know. Um, oh, no, it's just people who are saying responses to some of these questions um of their own so keep the conversation going yeah um yeah so i'm going to finish off with some quick stats i'm not going to spend too long on them um just going to give a quick rundown of where the albums are sitting and then a little bit of a just a a a summary of how much is left to go because we're more than halfway through now paul so wow yeah yeah So, album-wise, this is the chart for the albums, given um, their current average scores across the songs that have been scored. So, we have, at number 14, with The Beatles, 
at number 13, Beatles for Sale, Please Please Me at number 12, Help at number 11, Let It Be at number 10, Past Masters at number 9, A Hard Day's Night at number 8, Rubber Soul at number 7, Revolver at number 6, Abbey Road at number 5, The White Album at number 4, Yellow Submarine at number 3, Magical Mystery Tour at number 2, and Sgt Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band at number 1. Oh. Now the spread of the scores between that is hmm, fairly... Actually, they're actually quite spread out. There's not much between Magical Mystery Tour and Yellow Submarine. They're kind of on 75 and 76 on average. Sgt Pepper's breaking away a bit on 82. Then we get to the White Album on 71. Abbey Road, 68. So kind of, they're quite well spaced out. Um, So I don't know. But there's still plenty of time to change. And this is what I thought we'd have a look at what's left to score a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, we're not going to talk about them. But we're just going to, just to give a bit of a... A kind of a tantalising glance into what is to come. We don't know when they are to come, but they are to come at some yeah, point. Yeah. Um, so I need to look at my scored versus left to score. So the album we have scored the least from is Yellow Submarine, because obviously the album is only uh, four tracks that are getting counted in amongst this, because obviously it's all... it's we're not well, it's six, Yeah, it's six tracks, but of course Yellow Submarine's on two albums. Yeah. All you need is love has a different status. So yeah, I think the four that are getting um, as far as this chart goes, we haven't scored all together now. It's all too much, and only a northern song. Um, but we have scored "Hey Bulldog." So of the songs that only appear on this album, we've you know it, this it's only had one scored. So there's, there's there's quite a few to go. I hope we get the chance once we've done all these things in your system to actually look at the B side of "Yellow Submarine." The um the the George Martin scores. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be it's, it's, I love that side yeah, of the album. It's, I, I, it's, it's great. great. Yeah. And in fact, our friend Tim Worthington, who we mentioned at the top of the show, was on the marvellous I Am The Egg pod. Yes. And he was talking about the Yellow Submarine album. And yeah, he, that was Tim what's doing that, wasn't it? I was about yeah. to mention that episode. I forgot it was Tim who actually was on that. Um, so yeah, um, next album kind of for not having had very much scored on it is Please Please Me, where we've only done 43%. Paul, which means we've mm. scored six out of 14. So we've still got on Please Please Me, Anna, go to him, Ask Me Why, Boys, I Saw Us Standing There, Love Me Do, Misery, Pierce I Love You, and Twist and Shout. So there's some some pretty big some, ones on there. Yeah. And one that I, can ne- I can't remember, what Anna, go to him, I can never remember that one. So um, I couldn't bring it to mind, so that'll be an interesting one for me. Um, and that's quite... Quite low because most of the rest of the albums are around the seventy percent mark. Um, so you know the ones we've scored the most of is Past Masters, which is obviously which is obviously a, a bit of a collection. A, yeah, yeah, it's a scrap of all sorts of so stuff put together. We've done twenty two out of the twenty seven on there. So once can you add a little quiz, Paul? Is anything that you can uh, guess from Past Masters? I can because I've got a list in front of me. Ah, well, damn, well, I well. briefly thought that I could just pretend then. <laughs> Honestly, is is the best policy. But, but the important thing to mention there, though, is that we've sort of encompassed the German language versions of "She Loves yes, You" and we, we, "I Want to Hold Your Hand" into uh, into the uh, their own episodes of the English language version. Yeah, we've knocked them off. They were listed separately, but. Um, we have decided to amalgamate them because there wasn't much different we were going to be able to say about them, but we have spoke about them. So yeah, past masters, we've still got Don't Let Me Down, Hey Jude, I'll Get You, Long Tall Sally and Revolution. So there's, well, that's Revolution. 
Have we done Revolution? The single version of Revolution. The single version of Revolution. So, yeah. So that's the, the, the one that we've done the most of. But yeah, I mean, uh, everything else is kind of, other than Nerd Submarine and Please Please Me, everything else is kind of got, you know, um, two or three songs left on them. Um, or sorry, more like three or four songs left on them. Yeah, yeah is any is any worth and no up? no sign of free as a bird or real love. No, yet. so we have got obviously the oddity. We've got um, the anthology um, is listed as as a catalogue because obviously there were two original songs, which is free as a bird and real love, which I am including. So they have the capacity, you know, the on a percentage kind of wise to to jump into the charts as soon as we actually get one of those two scored, depending on what we think of them or what I think of them. Which we'll I bet to... they end up coming out in the same episode. I bet they do. Do you think? It, there's a good chance. You know um, what random chance is like, you know. Well, knowing the way ours goes, ours is a... I think it's a Terry Pratchett quote that says, million to one chances occur, ten, you know, nine times out of ten. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to go through the rest of them. I think I just wanted to say, yeah, we've still got, for some reason, Please Please Me hasn't done very well out of the random pick. Um, everything else is kind of between you know seventy and eighty percent done, but um, there's still sixty three songs left to go, Paul. So Wowzers. we're gonna have an odd number when we get to the end. It's but we are over halfway through, which is mad and brilliant at the same time. So I will um, leave that for stats. I'm not gonna go too mad on anything else. And I think that will leave that for our bonus episode. The only thing maybe to mention is if anyone can think of a better name for my scoring system to keep Paul happy, some kind of mm. a acronym, some clever, pithy acronym. Careful how you say it. Yeah, um, that would be nice. Um, I do like a stupid acronym for a scoring system. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would. Be, it's a bit late in the day, but it's, it would still be nice to give my monster of an excel spreadsheet a name um so yeah uh answers do let on us a know postcard. yeah answers on a on a tweet um to us or or at big underscore sort or to our big beetle sort out at gmail.com email address um and just as always i'm not done the usual spiel because it's a bonus episode but do we've had some lovely reviews and i say thank you to everyone who's reviewed yes, and i mean thank you to everyone who listens anyway let alone makes that extra step of doing the review. And I know it's, you know, one of those things that you, you think to do and you, you don't always do. And I'm, I'm the same, but I do try to, to, to make that little um, thing. If I get reminded enough time, so do excuse us reminding you every episode, but it's just that one little review could make a big difference if everyone did it, you know? Um, so please have a consider that and um, keep on keeping in touch. It's really nice to read your tweets and talk to you, talk to you and uh, hear what you have to think. Think, think what you have to say. Think Gary, about what you, you sound say. like. You sound like you're getting maudlin, like you've you've had too much to drink or something. I'm imagining about having something to drink. That's what's going on. I'm unscript. I'm off script. Um, there is no script, so it's quite easy to be off it. Uh, right, Paul. Is there anything you'd like to say before I wind us up for this? No. I'd just like to say bye. Goodbye.